morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, the eighth day of December 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. This is it, man. It's the last morning after of the year where we're together, which is hard to believe. Yeah. But it's true. Uh, as you go on vacation for the next week and a half beginning tomorrow, and then you come in and I go out. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and so that is incredible. But I'd like you to encapsulate the year 2021 overall for us as a show. Uh, it was filled with so much hope, but ended with so much disgust. Why disgust? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I've never needed vacation more in my life than I need this vacation, so... Any particular plans? Um, no, not really. No, not going anywhere, not doing anything. Just uh, recuperate, try to get uh, try to get things uh, mentally straightened out. You uh, you had kicked around the thought about maybe heading to Montana, but that's not going to happen? No, I... Decided against it? No, I never said that ever. <laughs> you and I talked about it. I said, are you thinking no. about it? You're like, oh, I don't know, maybe. No, why would I go to Montana? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why you, did you, you tell me I, maybe? I did not ever say that. You're thinking about a different conversation at a different time. But I, I can't imagine I would. There's nobody else that I know that goes to I, Montana. I, there's no reason for me to go to Montana during the winter. Well, I, I understand that. But, uh, you know, I thought maybe that you thought you were going to head someplace. And you said maybe. That's all I'm saying. Not that you said you didn't commit to it. You didn't say you were going If to. I was going to go anywhere, it'd be California. Uh, so. You love California. Yeah. It's uh, certainly the weather is better. That's for sure. Well, there's stuff to do there. Also true. There's nothing uh, to do in Montana right now, let me tell you. You can go ice fishing. I, I do not ice fish. I don't regular fish. You don't do much outdoors. So uh, it makes sense for you to avoid areas like that. But hopefully it is a good vacation. Hopefully you enjoy the time off. And hopefully uh, everybody does. And they have some vacation time that they're looking forward to at the end of this month. So how are we going to wrap up? the year together well it will be like this big j has a movie review for you that is going to take place he sat down and watched a kelsey Grammer christmas movie yesterday on netflix father christmas is back and he will tell you if it's worth your time holiday style uh we also have a chance for you to go check out our xmas bash which is coming up in about a week and a half next saturday at the knitting factory concert house we got ourselves a very nice little lineup of Theory of a Dead Man, 10 Years, and Eva Under Fire playing for us at the Knitting Factory. Those tickets will be up for grabs. We have a chance for you to win $200 as we enjoy the last couple of days of the X Double Dare. Uh, and we wanted you to win money just like we gave away $200 yesterday. We'd like to do that again today. So we'll give you a shot at that and all sorts of other fun and excitement during the course of the show today. That is the goal. And we play some music on this program as well. It's Nirvana kicking things off. It's Heart Shaped Box here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. One of the many things that the coronavirus has impacted, not just here in the Treasure Valley, but across the country as well, as well has been uh, the bud supply. And the American Red Cross is experiencing the lowest blood supply in more than a decade here in the Treasure Valley. Which is, means things are low. L-O-W. Uh, blood supply continues to be depleted, so the Red Cross is starting to warn people, listen, if this doesn't change, it's going to threaten some medical care for patients. And so you can expect there to be a myriad of blood drives happening over the course of the next several weeks. Uh, mostly between December 17th and January 2nd of this year and into next, 
They have scheduled upwards of 17 blood drives here in the Treasure Valley. Most of them happening at local uh, Treasure Valley churches that you can take part in. Uh, they do remind you that, listen, if you are, uh, you know, healthy and you are coronavirus free, giving blood would be a wonderful thing to do, especially right around the holidays when they are in need more than ever. They also remind you that as long as you're 16 years of age or older and meet all the requirements, including, you know, not getting a tattoo in the last six months and all that kind of stuff that usually goes into it, that you can give blood right away, uh, regardless of like if you some people think, OK, I just got my my booster shot or I just got my my covid vaccine. Can I actually give blood in the Red Cross? Says, no, it's totally safe to do so right afterwards, as long as you're feeling fine and you're symptom free then you can come on by and take care of this. So keep an eye out in the locations near you. They're going to be in Boise. They're going to be in Meridian. They're going to be in CUNA. They're going to be all over the place. But the American Red Cross needs your help, and so do some patients and people here in the Treasure Valley. So if you can find it in your heart and you have the ability to give blood, now would be the time to do it. So just keep an eye out for those that are popping up all over the place. The Red Cross could use it, and so could some great Treasure Valley residents as well. China and the U.S. are battling it out, Big J, this time over the Winter Olympics. The U.S. Uh, is planning a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics over accused human rights violations. And so now China is saying that the United States is violating the Olympic spirit, Big J. So a bunch of foreign ministry spokespersons are getting into it, uh, calling the accusations lies and rumors. And uh, basically, they want to bring the world together with the Olympics, not drive them apart. And so now we've got ourselves really, really all messed up. Now, the United States isn't the only country doing the diplomatic banning of the uh, Olympics. Australia is also involved in it and others. And so there's that. Uh, what a diplomatic boycott means, Big J, I don't know. But apparently it's just a bunch of words speak, I would think. Yeah, because we're still sending our athletes over there. That so, is correct. Mm, I mean, it's... I mean, I guess that means that we're not dealing in diplomatic situations. What a, a half-assed boycott. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Uh, it doesn't mean it, but they're very insulted by it, so I guess technically it's working? I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what a diplomatic boycott is. It sounds like the silent treatment, basically, is what it boils down to, and uh, that always works. Portland Trailblazers announced yesterday that C.J. McCollum, their guard, had a collapsed right lung. He's going to be out indefinitely. He was hurt in the game against the Celtics on Saturday. He'd been listening as having a rib contusion, but apparently the CT scan revealed a collapsed lung. Now, this is a bigger story than usual, um, not only because he's a very good basketball player that's not going to be able to play, but as of recently, he had been rumored in a bunch of trade deals to head to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons is part of the Portland thing, but, you know, they're not going to trade for a guy with a collapsed lung, so that could put that on the back burner at the very least for the Portland Trailblazers, so we'll see what ends up happening there, but fast Ouch. recovery to C.J. McCall does not sound fun at all. Fandy Newton is the newest cast member to be as part of Magic Mike's Last Dance. She, of course, is in things like Star Wars, uh, the fun little Han Solo uh, prequel. She also was part of Westworld, and she will co-star in the HBO Max film opposite Channing Tatum, which is just getting ready to start filming. So that is starting to come together a little bit more. 
That is sublime. That is what I got here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Big J, agree or disagree, we try our best to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on out there. Oh, agreed, yeah. And try to bring you information that maybe you could use and comes in handy in your personal life and something that you say, hey, at least I know this now. Maybe it was something that I, I didn't know was beneficial for me, and now I do thanks to the morning after. And we got another one for you thanks to the University of Newcastle in Australia. They have spent a ridiculous amount of money putting together a research project, and with that research project, they have found out that it is good for you to smell your own farts. <laughs> uh, according to yeah, the professor, of, well, I mean, it's pretty impressive the 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 good things that they have found from smelling your own farts. Now, uh, it says that it slows the effects of aging. It lowers your blood pressure and it protects your brain. Those are the findings that they had put together with their research project from smelling your own farts. This seems ludicrous. Usually in a confined space, they say. Uh, They haven't been able to do it like out in the wild. Uh, They do not, well, at least the story that I'm reading, does not explain how smelling your own farts slows the effects of aging, lowers your blood pressure, or protects your brain. Just merely that these are the results that they found. So basically, uh, Dutch oven yourself. Yeah, Dutch oven yourself. Now, it also does not say that if you smell somebody else's farts, are they equally as beneficial or are they of the opposite effects because it's not coming from... I don't know. I don't know. But apparently it's a very good thing for you to, you know, yeah, smell your own farts. So bask in the glory of your butt trumpet, I guess and enjoy because apparently it is very very good for you now this seems like it opens up a whole pandora's box of situations which could get ugly like somebody just sitting in a small room just letting her rip so that they could you know in their mind protect their brain seems like a real dangerous amount of information out there but again these are the results that they have I don't know how they got to those results. I don't know how. You show your work, people in Newcastle. Uh, well, I should probably blame the Times of India, where I'm actually getting the story from. Oh. I, I'm sure maybe, or at least I hope anyway, in the actual study, some of this stuff is laid out. But the Times of India did not have time to write down all of the details of the study, just the results that they found. So good news, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, usually... We are less offended by our own smells than somebody else's. Agree or disagree, Big J? Well, yeah. Even when you know they're terrible, you go, hey, that was a good one. And you know it was your own work. It's all, We're always impressed by our own work. It's never somebody else's that Jeez. we enjoy. That's true. The puppy farted yesterday. I thought it was going to die. Oh, God, man. Dog Those farts are, are the worst. worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they crap themselves. Yes. You look I, around. I did. To find... I was like, did he have an accident in the house? And like he was sleeping at my feet and he didn't even move. And I'm like, how does that not wake him up? Yesterday, I got blamed for like a terrible <laughs> fart, right? Like, and here's what happened is I got home and, and the wife and, and Mason, my kid, they're, they're kind of we're in the kitchen area, right? And I went to throw something away and open the garbage and then quickly shut it. But there was this terrible stench. Uh-huh. And they both look at me like, did you just fart? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Are you kidding me? Do you know how heinous that smell was that I just smelled? It's something in the garbage, not me. And then I stormed off. Wow. Uh, and what next, was it? The next you know? Thing you know the, I don't know what was in the garbage, but it was rancid and uh, uh, the 
later that evening, the garbage can was in the sink being <laughs> desanitized. Yeah, cleaned out. Yeah, it must have been pretty rancid. Yeah, but that did not. It's not a good show for me. No, no. If they think your smart sm- farts smell like uh, really bad garbage, yeah, that's probably not a good look. Uh, but uh, that is, I guess, the benefit of just being me and the dog is nobody blames the dog's farts on me. I know it wasn't me. So, But here's that. the thing. You can also blame them. It's true. You can you can blame the dog. What are they going to do? Stick up for themselves? No. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, Big J will review a movie for you. That is next on the X-Rocks. That's Stone Temple Pilots. That is plush here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a holiday movie to watch and review for you on Netflix. Stars Kelsey Grammer, Elizabeth Hurley, I believe, is in it as well from memory. Yeah. And it is called Father Christmas is coming back. Is back. Is back. Is back. And how was it, Big J? Uh, well, let's put it this way. Even though you're getting this on Netflix, don't think for a minute that Netflix doesn't have its own Hallmark Lifetime movie division. And oh, this yeah. is part of it. They're trying to cash in on that big time. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly the kind of movie you're getting here with this. By the way, all British in here except for Kelsey Grammer. That's uh, weird. Yeah, John Cleese is also in this. Yeah, uh, that's the difference is they get the stars in these movies. Yeah, like yeah. Does. John Cleese in, uh, in, plays uh, Kelsey Grammer's character's uh, brother. And it starts out with uh, you see this beautiful, lovely uh, Yorkshire mansion. And um, well, there are three sisters here, and uh, they, they're all, their last name is Christmas, Nick. Of course. Okay. And so uh, Natalie uh, Cox, she plays uh, Caroline Christmas. She wants to repeatedly do her best to have the best Christmas possible. Okay. Right. And uh, it drives all the other sisters nuts, and and they're all very different, uh, and and they all are kind of like uh, on their way to getting to the mansion, and then they're going to have the Christmas, right? Okay. So Elizabeth Hurley's character is, she's like uh, the, uh, oh, it, it, her appearance is very important to her, and uh, she has uh, a cavalcade of different boyfriends. In fact, they don't know that she has a new boyfriend. They pull up at a Rolls Royce, and Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. And uh, so, so you've got that comedy factor happening, uh, and the younger sister is the wild child, and so you've got all these things working, and uh, things obviously are starting to go wrong, and stresses out the uh, the sister who wants to have the perfect Christmas. Uh, and the mother shows up, and uh, there's something going on between the mom and uh, the John Cleese's character, right? Uh, it's very romantic, and uh, but it's on the down low. And you're like, why is this on the down low? So I'm not gonna I'm gonna ruin this movie a little bit and tell you this has nothing to do with Santa Claus. They're oh just, really? Their last name is Christmas. Oh, that kind of I thought for sure that Kelsey Graham was gonna be yeah, Santa. Yeah, he no, he's Father Christmas, all right, but he's not Santa Claus. Christmas. He's just Christmas is his last name. Yes, dumb. And uh, he uh, he walked out in the family 27 years ago. Oh, that's fine. And uh, moved to Florida. And lost his accent. So <laughs> that's how they explain even, it. He doesn't even try to do a British accent. And uh, the youngest daughter had uh, actually uh, tracked him down and went to Florida and invited him for Christmas. Didn't tell anybody else. Okay. And then that's when you have the the comedy start to unravel because you know the mom's there and she's got. And now the, his ex is banging his brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you start to see the the family secrets unwind there, and uh, it is uh, there's a lot of uh, there's some terrible acting in here, and there's some we, there's some good laughs in this movie as well. It's a family fun uh, movie, you know, bringing the family back together, and you get to hear why uh, he left the family, all that kind of thing. You can probably figure it out if you really want to. Very predictable. Uh, 
was there is a, there was a reason why he left the family that was a yeah. good reason? Yeah. It was a good reason? Well, I mean, it seemed like a good reason to him at the time. Uh, so Okay. Uh that you have to watch the movie to find that part out. I'm good. So No, uh, you will watch this it, movie. Is it Big J approved? Yeah, it's fun. All right. It's fun. I mean, uh, and I'm a sucker for these movies, especially during the holiday times. I don't care how bad they are. So Big J says Father Christmas is back is worth your time. It's a Netflix original Christmas movie, and he says watch it for the Ho Ho Holiday. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. There are plenty of benefits of working from home. Less commute time. The ability to kind of make your own schedule at least a little bit-ish. It does, at least according to a lot of studies, increase productivity. But there can be some negatives to it as well. At least according to researchers from the Rotterdam School of Management, they found that remote working could bring out more mistakes in people. Yeah, it hinders ability to people to carry out mentally intense tasks while they're just hanging out alone. Scientists looked at a bunch of different ways in a bunch of different jobs, and they found out that your mistake to correct job ratio is a little bit higher. When you don't have somebody supervising you, you're not in your workplace environment. And so they want you to make sure that you are paying a little bit more attention. And sometimes there's nobody there to make sure that you're doing that. That and makes so sense. you can skip over something, miss some details, misspell something in an important memo, etc., etc. It doesn't say that there are serious accidents or mistakes. It just says they're mistakes. And depending on how you know important your job is and... The ability that you do, if you, like, draw up legal documents, a mistake could be a costly one. But it's not a ridiculous amount of difference between working at home and working in the actual office. But, you know, if you're looking for something negative to it, you make more mistakes when you're working from home. Maybe it's because you're working distracted or whatever the case may be. But pay more attention if you're remote working and you should be okay. Good advice. Steph Curry uh, hit seven three-pointers in Monday night's win over Orlando. That moves him to within 15 of Ray Allen's all-time record of 2,973 three-pointers. Now, listen, at some point, Steph Curry's going to break this record. It's just when. And it probably or maybe could be tonight against Portland. He's not shy about shooting the ball, so maybe, just maybe, he could get 15 three-pointers tonight. Why not just start chucking stuff up, right? God. By the way, uh, he if he does knock down 16 threes, the single game record is 15, and that was done by Clay Thompson. So that's why it's realistic. You know, it's been done before. At least tying the record is a possibility tonight. Breaking it would also be an NBA record, but it's not past Steph Curry to, you know, chuck up a bunch of three pointers. You understand? Yeah. That's gonna maybe do it for Ryan Fitzpatrick, Big J. He has gonna end his season. He needs hip surgery. He got an injury in the opening game. There was some possibility that he might come back, but with Tyler Haneke playing like he is, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has opted for season-ending hip surgery. He's on a one-year deal with the Washington Redskins. 17-year career, but this is the first time he's coming off a significant injury like a hip injury. Probably no team's going to take a big risk on a 40-year-old quarterback next year. Kind of forgot about him. That's not very good. Perfectly honest. Like, I haven't heard his name talked about in quite a while uh, since he's been out. So, I uh, yeah, I forgot about him. It's time to hang it up, right? 
Uh, well, listen, I mean, he's not going to be a starter in this league anymore. Certainly not coming off of a hip injury. One of the things that was fairly impressive about him, despite him being older, was he was somewhat mobile. I mean, never like, you know, a Lamar Jackson kind of mobile, but he could get out of trouble if he needed to get out of trouble. That's going to be a little bit harder on a fake hip. So we'll see what ends up happening. But you know what? Uh, uh, you know, Alex Smith came back after even a more significant injury. So who sure. knows? Who knows? Well, Big J, you don't have to lie to your wife anymore. Uh, they Thank have God. officially announced that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to get a sequel as well as a spin-off series for Disney+. Plus. Destin Cretton will return to write and direct both projects, according to the rap. So they are investing heavily in the gentleman that put together the first Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we will have a sequel. We will have a spinoff series. All of it coming soon. So maybe just maybe you can actually watch something Marvel Cinematic Universe related with your missus again. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On 100.3, The X. Rocks. Yes, let's play the X Double Dare. Let's give somebody a chance to win up to $200 all about their knowledge on a particular topic. They have to answer at least three questions, right? To get that $200, it's double or nothing. And today's caller X is Arian. Good morning, Arian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We would like to make that pretty good turn into a great with about $200 coming your way. Did you happen to hear the category this morning or are you coming in kind of plain blind? Yeah, blind. <laughs> okay. What is their category, Big J? Movie taglines. Right. So it's all about the taglines that studios okay. use to advertise mm-hmm. movies. How confident do you feel going in now? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. We'll see okay. how it goes. Here comes your $50 questionnaire, and good luck. Brad Pitt stars in this film about discontented, emotionally emasculated young men, the tagline of which is Mischief Mayhem Soap. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no! Any Brad Pitt movies off the top of your head? You can at least give it a swing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Oh, Arian, oh, no. <laughs> Which one? I said the bummer. Right. No, it's not. Uh, the answer is, of course, Big J what? Fight Club. Fight right. Club. It was Fight Club. Uh, they made soap in Fight Club, hence the uh, Mischief Mayhem soap thing. Arian, I'm sorry. The taglines thing was not your strong suit, and sometimes that's the case. Unfortunately, we're not able to give you any money, but we think you're terrific, and hopefully you have the rest of a fantastic day. And for those of you that do think the taglines are your strong suit, that's going to be the topic for the rest of the day. Jason Drew will have some at 12.30, and Adam will have some at 5.30 today, so that hopefully somebody can win some money. We had a listener uh, text us in uh, one uh, that is, is perfect, and I don't know if it's going to be part of uh, what we have later this afternoon, because you write them, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of the best taglines ever. In space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, no, that was already a question uh, a little bit earlier in the uh, the trivia side of things. So uh, it's not going to be featured. But yes, the alien one was fantastic. Or maybe it was Pop Culture Smackdown. I got you in that one. Either way, that's what triggered the idea for movie taglines. But yes, uh, that is a fantastic one. But no, uh, well, like what, what were some of the other ones for today? Uh, for today, let me get back over there. Uh, which 1992 comedy movie prom- promises us you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl? It was Wayne's World. And get touched by an angel is the tagline of this Kevin Smith comedy about a pair of angels attempting to re-enter heaven. Dogma. Yeah, is that so movie. those were the ones that we were going to highlight today. Yeah, that last one 
kind of tough, I think. Yes, it would have been. Sure. Very, unless you know Kevin Smith yeah. movies, then it would have been easy. But morning after with Nick and Big J. So keep listening for your chance to win some money coming up later on today with that tagline knowledge. We will come back with We're Going to Hell. That is next on the X Rocks. Point three, the X Rocks. Once again, we are globetrotting for today's We're Going to Hell story. We're headed to Saudi Arabia, Big J. And listen, there's a lot of things that happen in the United States of America that to an outsider would probably look really, really weird. You know, for instance, the fact that we have like little kid beauty pageants to them is probably Ugh. very weird and creepy. It should be. Yeah, yeah, it's not It's not okay. It's not normal. But there are other beauty contests in other parts of the world that probably put us off. For instance, over Ugly in people. Saudi Arabia... Yeah. They have a gigantic beauty contest called the King Abdulaziz Camel Festival. <clears throat> and if you are thinking, well, that must be a camel beauty pageant, you are 100% correct. But they don't mess around when it comes to this stuff, man. This year's prize, or this year's, I guess, pot, you had over 80 camels competing for over $66 million in prize money for who has the most beautiful camel in Saudi Arabia. So, as you can tell, they take this pretty seriously over there. You understand? I mean, they judge the shape and size of camels' heads, their necks, of course, those sweet humps, and how they dress and their postures. All of it is judged to come up with the most attractive camel in the entire country, and that person or camel owner wins a ridiculous amount of money in order to do it. So it probably shouldn't be a surprise that this year's Camel Festival was marred by controversy, Big J. In fact, there was cheating everywhere. Oh, no. And it makes me feel bad for these poor camels, and I'll tell you why. Because they had to disqualify over 40 camels from the competition. 40! Because their owners were juicing them up. They were uh, found uh, injecting the camels with Botox in order to make their humps, their necks, and their lips look better than how they look normally. Were they competing with the Keeping Up with the Kardashians TV show? I mean, I guess it technically would be a pretty good competition if you want to take it that route. But uh, that's what made a lot of people upset, and now they're questioning whether they do it at all. And not only that, but are these particular practices also animal abuse on top of the fact that they are, you know, kind of trying to do go around the regulations of the beauty contests in order to artificially prop up the beauty of their animals? And side note, does Botox make you beautiful? I don't know. I say nay, but listen, I'm just one man. What do I know? And so now there's a lot of controversy revolving around things. They decided to actually pause the contest for this year because they had to eliminate so many camels from the competition. It was getting difficult to figure out who was natural and who was on the Botox. It said they were not happy about the situation. And I ask you, Big J, is injecting an animal with that kind of stuff animal abuse? Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't serve any purpose for the animal. Well, I would argue it doesn't serve any purpose for the humans that do it either. No, I, I, there are plenty of uh, things that that it can do for a human being. But for the animal, no. Zero. Zilch. Yeah, and so, and obviously they can't give consent either. You're just injecting them with stuff to make their lips look, in your eyes, better. 
Uh, and uh, they found that some of them were doing it in the eyelids of the camels, and some of them were doing it in the uh, around the breast muscles and their heads and all sorts of stuff. And they were trying to, you know, do whatever they could to give themselves an edge in this camel beauty contest. So, it's time to reassess things over there, they think. Now, you may also probably not be surprised to know that camel breeding is a multi-million dollar industry. And so what ends up happening is these camels that win these contests, not only do they win the prize money, but then they go on to be breeders or, you know, do some breeding and then they're charged millions of dollars for their offspring. So it turns into a whole lucrative business, which is why people are looking for whatever edge they can get in these contests. But then I say, you know, it's probably a good idea to hold our mirror up and go, oh, listen, is a camel beauty contest really a good idea? Is it? Are any kind of beauty contest really a good idea, Big Joe? I don't think so. But they do. And there's money around. And so now they got to reassess things. So don't inject Botox into your animals, everybody. That is not cool. It's really not into your camel. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. And before you ask, Big J, no reports on the camel's toes. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. May want to start to think twice about using emojis at work, Big J. No, why? Uh, because people are judging your intelligence based on that. No. Uh, usually, I that's a problem. It is people that are above you in ranking, either your bosses or your boss's bosses. But if you use a lot of emojis, they're thinking that you're not as smart as they're giving you credit for because you can't put your words to paper. Instead, you use faces to express your feelings. The other part of it is, that's problem number one. The problem number two is, it's leading to a lot of workplace misunderstandings. Really? Yes. Oh, I can't imagine why. Uh, They aren't really understanding why people are putting them in there, and then sometimes emojis can be made to be misunderstood. Like, if you send the devil emoji you know with the horns and the smiley yeah, face what does that mean uh, right that's what people are wondering why would you set that why would you send that in a professional setting uh, they also found that men are way more likely to use emojis at work than women while on the personal side of things when they are on their own time women way more likely to use emojis than men so it's very weird how we have that separation at work and not. Uh, Also, you know, you should probably tune your emojis to the gender of the recipient if you're trying to know it and only save it for people that you know super well and avoid using emojis at all costs when there's a big culture, age, or power gap. Uh, that's That's the advice they're giving you. Maybe we should just phase this out of our professional communications. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's for the best, apparently. But emojis do come in handy from time to time. Not going to lie about that either. But knowing when to, and when and how and what to use are very, very key. couple of football players are done for the season. One is Ryan Fitzpatrick, better known as Fitzmagic. He is a journeyman quarterback for the Washington Redskins. He got injured in game one this year of the, the Washington football team's game. And, of course, he ended up going on IR, but they thought maybe he could come back. But now he is going to need season-ending hip surgery. 
And that's going to do it for him and maybe for his career. We'll see. He was just playing a one-year contract for the football team. And we'll see if that ends up going or if he goes someplace else or what. But he's also going to be 41 years old next year. So there's that. And that's going to do it for Jamal Adams as well. The Seattle Seahawks safety, it was announced this morning, is going to need season-ending surgery on the shoulder that he injured in the Seahawks win over the 49ers. That's going to do it for the all-pro safety. And uh, listen, like it or not, no matter how many wins they get, I feel like the Jets probably won that trade with the Seahawks. Agree or disagree, Big J? So far, anyways. Well, I mean, it's all going to come to a head at the draft this year. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> the Jets, they've got a couple picks uh, staring them in the face in the first round. Back and they to back. Got, and they got their first uh, two first-rounders last year, or one first-rounder last year from the Seahawks as well. So, I mean, you know, they, of course, the players had to pan out, but it seems like getting rid of him was a smart move for New York, and it has not done that great for the Seahawks. Certainly hasn't translated into wins. Congratulations to the movie Get Out, Big J. It is the Oscar winner for Best Original Screenplay and it has been named the greatest screenplay of the 21st century so far by the Writers Guild of America. A press release from the Guild said as the number one vote-getter, Get Out is this list's versions of Casablanca. In 2017, Jordan Peele created the movie. He wrote and directed it. It may not stay on top forever, but as of right now, it was considered the best screenplay of the 21st century as they released the 101 greatest tr- screenplays of the 21st century so far. If you're wondering what one in the 20th century, that would have been Casablanca. So there's that. A very good movie to be sure. Uh, and there's a lot of movies left to be uh, made before we get out of the 21st century, but seems a little bit premature 21 years into the century to come up with this list. But hey, listen, what am I? We got nothing else to do. The Writers Guild of America, I have not been invited. So you can do whatever you want to do. With Nick and Big J. Gosh, we got a concert coming up in 10 days, Nick. Xmas Bash 21. Theory of a Dead Man, 10 years, and Eva Under Fire. We'll get you these tickets. You can get to the show and enjoy yourself a Christmas show. If you beat me in pop culture, smack it. Let me give you a phone number in order to do that. 208-287-1003. It all comes down to your pop culture knowledge as to whether or not you can claim this prize. But we do know this. At some point during the course of this particular segment, somebody will. Good luck to you, Big J. To Thank the phones you. we go, and let's see what's happening. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? What's your name? I'm Sam. All right, Sam, you're up first. Sam, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah starred in this movie written by Seth Rogen, all about some high school kids that just want to get laid. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Sam, 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 yeah, Sam, Sam. Super bad. Super bad. Right. You got there. Big got J. Help. Help. <laughs> This young actress made some waves as Hit Girl in the Kick-Ass movie franchise. Uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. Right. Good job. Back to you, Sam. This comedy and magic duo who have been among the top grossing acts in Las Vegas every year have been performing live together since 1975. Who is it? Uh... Teller. Right. Correct. Big J, this actor is the creator and star of TV shows like Mythic Quest and Always Sunny in Philadelphia and owns a soccer team with Ryan Reynolds. What, could you say the first part of the question again? Sure. This what? actor is the creator and star of TV shows like Mythic Quest and Always Sunny in Philadelphia and owns a soccer, te- and owns a soccer team with Ryan Reynolds. Danny DeVito? 
Wrong. You see Ryan Reynolds and Danny DeVito teaming up in business? Yes, I do. No, no, not Danny I figured Danny DeVito created It's Always Sunny Phil, though. No, Danny DeVito didn't come along until like season three or four. Oh. Uh, Do you happen to know the answer, Sam? You win either way. I have no idea. No. Rob McElhenney. He is the creator and star of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Mythic Quest on Apple. Right. And he also owns a football club with Ryan Reynolds. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We will get you all hooked up. You'll be chanting my name to help me. I was chanting it internally. Uh, we'll get you hooked up with those Xmas Bash hear it. 21. I'm always singing your name, Big J. You know that much. Yeah. How about we get to do some headlines? That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Been such a busy week. This is the first time we've been able to do headlines this week. Brought to you by Team Oz and the pre-owned Superstore. If you are in need of a car loan do-over, then check out the I pre-check button at Team Oz. Go teamozda.com. It is right there. It's big and blue. You can't miss it. And you hear about the website all the time on the X. Check it out for yourself at go teamozda.com. Headlines are as follows. No returns. The truth is out there and sounds fun. No returns. A man from the UK was really upset about a statue he ordered. Chris Marsh had to buy a secret Santa gift for his work buddy, Tom. And so he thought it would be hilarious, Big J, if he ordered a reproduction of the ancient Greek statue of Hercules and Diomedes. Now, you're familiar with the statue, right? Uh, maybe. The statue uh, reproduction went for about 60 bucks. But the model, the reason why he wanted to get it is because he thought it was funny because this particular statue shows the two characters locked in battle, both completely nude, and in the statue, Diomedes is gripping Hercules' junk in it. Oh, boy. And he thought it would be funny. But Marsh was pretty upset when he got the statue arrived, and the junk part was missing from the statue, dude. What the hell? He says he ordered the statue from Wayfair, and when he contacted them, he he offered him a 33% discount to make up for it, but he's like, no. No, I just want the junk. Marsh says he's disappointed, but he still plans to give Teal the gift for Christmas. Although, uh, that being said, the publicity this story has getting probably ruins the whole Secret Santa thing. Yeah, no longer secret. Also, what a weird thing to get somebody you work with. (laughs) What's wrong with people? That, That could be... I mean, an HR situation. <laughs> yes. Well, not in this case, only because there is no junk this time around. But yes, had it gone as planned, I could certainly understand why somebody's like, why is this dude buying me a statue of two naked men? That's weird. Tangled in battle. What's wrong with you, dude? The truth is out there or sounds fun. Sounds fun. A couch supposed to be a place of rest and relaxation for humans. Big J, you know this. Right. But the Clearwater Police Department down in Florida had to post on Facebook about how officers were called to an apartment complex for seniors over the age of 55 because a resident reported finding a huge snake slithering inside of his sofa. Police then had to carry the couch outside and did extract the snake, which was a red-tailed boa constrictor, from underneath the cushions. Officers then carried the couch back into the man's home, and the bow was taken to a local pet store for care because, you know, they're not considered overtly dangerous, but none of these seniors at the actual community had a snake as a pet, and so they have no idea where this boa constrictor came from, how it got into this dude's house, let alone in his couch, and so I guess that's just one of the greatest mysteries of our time. How this continues to happen is strange. Very strange. Because it's a big snake. It's not like it's a little teeny tiny thing. Now, granted, they can get through small holes, but boa constrictors can get pretty big, man. And thick. 
the girth on that does not mess around. So I don't know where it came from, but at least the dude's safe. Nobody got bit. Boa Constrictor safe as well. Everybody wins. Except for the fact that this guy's probably never going to sleep again. You know? Why would you? Because if it could happen once, it could happen again. Yeah. Right? Wrap it up with the truth is out there. We're going to need uh, to ask Big J on this one. Mystery UFO sounds are coming from under a lake in Colorado, and that has sparked some bizarre alien-based conspiracy theories. But science may have some sort of mundane ex- explanation as to where this noise is coming from, but recordings taken from Steamboat Springs in Colorado were recorded by an employee of the Parks and Wildlife Service there. Staff member posted them to Twitter, and then a bunch of UFO sightings places picked it up and shared them describing them as strange Star Wars sounds, but analyzing the audio, apparently uh, they say that uh, that's where a lot of UFO believers think that a UFO may have landed, and they think now it is under the lake making those noises. Do you agree, Big J? (laughs) No. Think it's a little bit more scientific than that? Probably. They don't give me what the scientific explanation is on the noises, but the noises do sound very weird, but everything's easy to doctor these days, so who the hell knows? Now, you believe that, that UFOs are here. They're just not underneath Colorado lakes making noises, yes? I have no idea. What do you believe? I mean, I guess it could be. Do you believe UFOs are here? Sure. Well, that, yeah, that's what I was asking. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. Jack White is latest is taking me back here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it looks like primetime's a real hero, huh, Big J? Yeah, Deion Sanders, primetime. Uh, you know, he uh, he decided to start uh, in the coaching game here and uh, went to Jackson State, that's in Mississippi, uh, to start coaching uh, collegiate football. Now, they're a, uh, I believe, um, uh, an, uh, what is it called? S-C-S-T? FCS team. Uh, different than the, uh, you know, kind of like a league below where you would have the Boise State Broncos, etc. But uh, they just won the SWAC championship game, uh, Nick, and uh, he's turned that team around. They have been pretty terrible here since before he got there. They were 18 and 37 in the last five seasons, and he turned them around 14 and 4 here. And, you know, the crazy thing is uh, that uh, they had a, a huge. Uh, attendance for this game 50,128 fans Nick uh, for the championship game that's more than any of the teams in the group of five uh, that we can accumulate their average was 42,293 fans uh, throughout this uh, throughout the season that's a crazy number I mean we're lucky to get 33,000 into uh, Albertson Stadium uh, to watch a, a game so obviously he's uh, he's uh, brought the people in to, to at least see him and the team do well but here's the thing that has turned into an economic windfall for the town of Jackson, which was really having some difficult times and brought over uh, $30 million in revenue to the town from him being the coach. That's pretty impressive. I mean, listen, it, it does speak certainly to the the job that he has done, but also, you know, how much we love we love our celebrities, man. I mean, you know, uh, I guarantee you that Jackson State team was 14-4 without Deion Sanders at the helm. They would not pull nearly as many people at that place, but it's always nice to have a notable figure roaming the sidelines. It certainly doesn't hurt, that's for sure, and I'll probably get him in the hunt for some other jobs, and we'll see what happens out there. But, you know, we were looking because... 
people here are like, that's a crazy number. And they do play in a very large stadium, a stadium that can hold 60,000 people, which is the largest football stadium in Mississippi, which is crazy for a school that size. But it has drawn in the past because that's where Walter Payne went to school and they were pulling in 50 to 60,000 people on the regular back when he was going to college. Uh, you know, uh, Steve McNair, when he was at Alcorn State, would play there. That's the biggest game ever at that stadium when it had 64,000 people there. So they know how to put asses in seats when it comes to football fans in that particular town. So it is nice to see it go back and bounce back from its where it was in its heyday, that's for sure. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you you, you can even see, uh, I guess, in a microcosm kind of way, uh, the economic growth that we've seen here in Boise because of the success of the Boise State Broncos. Yeah. Um, this is just magnified that much more times because Deion Sanders is a huge name and a uh, huge name in sports. It just It's amazing what, you know, the, 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 Achilles, heel, the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley uh, can do. And that's sports, by the way, that I'm talking about, uh, can have an effect on uh, economic growth in you know places. It's crazy. The trickle down effect is is very real when it comes to the success of your sports franchises, whether it's professional or collegiate. If that's what you have, and they are good at what they do, they bring people there, and that actually ends up benefiting the entire community. Which is why uh, when you have a, a community like Boise, which has relied on a success and has expected the success of a football program in order to have those kind of economic windfalls and something like this year happens it's disappointing but it's also one of those deals where the surrounding businesses and you know we had the game day and all that kind of stuff it's all impacted by the performance of a football team which is crazy how much sports and the economy go hand in hand especially in smaller market you know franchises you know uh if new york doesn't have a great football team they're still going to be okay but, you know, if if a place like Boise State or a place like Jackson, Mississippi doesn't, that's when things start to get really like, well, it starts to make an impact. I'll put it that way. It's not going to make or break a lot of places, but you certainly can see a, a positive impact and a negative one, depending on how the football teams and the sports teams produce in this town. So that's why we want them to do well, Big J, because they're fun to watch. And also, hey, it's good for businesses in and around downtown. Agree or disagree? Yeah, agreed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have a chance for you to have some fun with some bad impressions. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. On 100.3, the X. And we got some music here for you. Mastodon released their album, Hushed and Grim, uh, back in October. We'll get you hooked up with that album for free a digital download if you can just figure out bad impressions here this morning new mastodon jams for you if you want to play a game called bad impressions 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call it works like this big j's got three clues they all surround a celebrity of some kind if you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less and congratulations some new music is coming your way let's go to the phones hello the x what's going on good morning man uh you're up first good luck to you who wouldn't want to take a? I'm sorry. Let me start Tinkle. over. Tinkle. Who wouldn't want to take a jungle cruise with me, Jabroni? <laughs> the Rock. There you go. Bam! Always a good guess on bad impressions. Clues two and three for fun. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna make them up as I went. The always you prepared smell. Big J. No, I'm very prepared. I just don't. These write themselves. Have those prepared. Why is the Rock in the news? Uh, boy, he uh, he came out big time uh, last night as it was the People's Choice Award, Nick. And, you know, he was once considered the People's Champ. 
of course. in WWE, and uh, he took uh, an award home for uh, the uh, best male movie star of 2021 and the comedy movie star of 2021, uh, thanks to Jungle Cruise, which you haven't seen yet. No, I have not. Uh, he, I don't know if he deserved this award. I mean, uh, he was funny. There, a lot of punts were going down in uh, that movie, but uh, either way, uh, he was also uh, given uh, the um, uh, and a. I'm sorry. I was having to switch from two different two different things here. Uh, he he was given uh, also a, a, a People's Champion Award on top of all of those awards for 2021, and he uh, turned around and gave that award to a young lady who uh, he had brought up on stage, who is a survivor of cancer, uh, and it was all part of a Make a Wish Foundation. It was uh, really thing. cool. Yeah, very very cool. It's a, you know he's just he goes uh, he just does some amazing things. Does uh, Dwayne Johnson and. I uh, hope that he uh, continues to do that, and he's uh, proven that he uh, is the people's champion. I can't imagine uh, why he wouldn't, but yes, it did seem like the comedy award was a bit of a self-service kind of a thing. I mean, they were already handing him one, because what, 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 didn't Free Guy win comedy movie? Uh, I would I think, think so, that Ryan yeah. Reynolds had that wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, I, I was surprised that, that Ryan Reynolds didn't take uh, away that award, and probably should have. Uh, others in the, in the list were Eddie Murphy. Uh, Emily Blunt was in there because they don't, you know, break it up in, into What was Eddie gender. Murphy? Uh, oh, Coming, Coming to, to America, America too. yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Salma Hayek, and Melissa McCarthy, all part of that uh, as well. But he, he, took, the, he took it away. And, uh, of course, uh, not only that, but yesterday they released some images from the sets of Black Adam. So you got to see him in the costume for the first time as well, which basically just looks like the rock in this costume. But looks good. Going to be great. I have no I have no issues with that whatsoever. I think it's going to be a fantastic film. So something to look forward to as well. There's your bad impressions. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Papa Roach, kill the noise here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the old show for today. Thank you very much for being a part of it. The last morning after of 2021. Uh, plenty more of us solo style over the course of the next couple of weeks, but the last of us together. And uh, we spent it talking a little bit about Big J approving a movie called Father Christmas is Back. It is starring Kelsey Grammer. It is on Netflix, and it's less about what I thought it was going to be about which is uh, Kelsey Grammer secretly being Santa Claus and uh, more about him being just a straight up deadbeat dad but uh, it still was enjoyable and Big J approved it. Yeah! We did not give away any money whatsoever for the X-Rock Double Dare today. We couldn't get the $50 question right, but movie taglines is the theme that will continue throughout the day today. 12.30, Jason Drew, Adam, your next chance to win some cash. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, I'm looking forward to get out of here. That's right. Uh, you are done for how long? The next week and a half? Yeah, till the 20th. Monday the 20th, I'll be back. Uh, Big J will be back, and this time it'll be personal, and uh, he'll be able to close out the rest of the year with you. In the meantime, you've got me to look forward to flying solo for the next week and a half including tomorrow it being the last day to win some cash for the x rock double dare so tune in for that that's going to do it for us jason drew is coming in next you guys have a good one it's the x rocks